You're now listening to the Stronger Inside Podcast, where we break down all things regarding health, fitness, and wellness to help you improve your mind, body, and environment. And now, your host, Wayne, a.k.a. Workout with Wayne, and Ernest, a.k.a. Mr. 100 Pounds Down. Welcome back to Stronger Inside Podcast. We are back. Episode 15. 15. Feels good, man. Feels good, man. I, I'm, I'm enjoying this. I really am. I, I like, uh, you know, get an opportunity to uh, voice our opinions and, you know, give some, some facts on a lot of these different health and fitness uh, topics that we go over, man. And it's good, you know, just to rap with my brother every now and then. All right. What are we going to talk about today? What's the topic today, sir? Today we're going to talk about why they don't want to be healthy. They don't want to be healthy. That's what I, that's what that's what the word on the street is. They don't want to be healthy. Uh so you say. <laughs> so I say. Yeah. Yeah. I think that they I think they do want to be healthy. That's fair. You have a uh you think the average American does want to be healthy. Yes. Okay. That's interesting. That's interesting. So I think I'm on the other end of that spectrum. I would I would want everybody to be healthy. And I do my best to spread the word of health and fitness and to, I mean, that is my job. I do it in conversation. There's pro bono work <laughs> per se that goes out. And mm-hmm. uh, it's not that I don't want people to be healthy. It's not that I don't like unhealthy people, but I have a feeling as though in a gen- the general consensus that I get from the average American is they don't really want to be healthy. Hmm. So re- the, reason, the reason I say that is just look at the statistics. So what do we pride this country on? Being the best, the strongest, the most advanced you know, we are lean, mean fighting machine. We are lean, mean fighting machines. And we, we are, are free. We are free. I'm just, listen, as a black man, that's the last thing he can <laughs> Freedom. Freedom okay. is what we pride ourselves on. Uh, freedom okay. to. Freedom, to, freedom, <laughs> I can't lose. That, that's the, that goes with the eagle. That is, that is what we pride ourselves on, to where you can do whatever you want, per se. Mm-hmm. And you can pursue what you want to pursue. You can worship the way you want to worship. You can, you can do a lot of things here that you cannot do in other places. So while somebody might say, well, America's not perfect, of course it's not. But compare it to some other countries. And then you will say, okay, I see your point, Wayne. So very true, very true, very true. If, if we are so free, so powerful, have so much capital, why are the statistics what they are when it comes to health, when it comes to health, obesity, those, those two things, those, those metrics that we've talked about in previous episodes, just looking at the statistics and then the way we're trending that, I mean, let's look at childhood obesity, look at the deaths, heart disease, diabetes, stroke, even there are correlations and links to certain types of cancers to obesity as well, to where you can look at certain parts of the world and their rates of certain cancers versus ours. 
So you just take a look and say, does the average American really want to be healthy if they have all the freedom to do as they want? To, to do as they want. I think that freedom may be one of the causes and sources of the unhealthiness in the country, right? So you have the access to food in America is greater than probably any access to food in many other countries around the world, right? And so just the ability to walk out of your door and see, you know, five fast food restaurants, you know, a grocery store full of food, full of a thousand different options, just the ability to just consume as much as your heart desires kind of contributes to that. You know, a lot of these other countries don't, people don't have that ability. A lot of people live in what, what is called a food desert, so to speak, you know, where they don't have the access to the food that we have access to. And so that freedom in some ways is a contributing factor to some of this. The ease of access to large quantities of food is pretty much the deciding factor or is a deciding factor in that. No, I, I agree with freedom being a, a contributor to the unhealthy state of the country, but we're talking about people who have choices. We're talking about, we're talking about people who have information. So the, the question is, do you want to be healthy? So if <laughs> let's look at this way, all right? So you're saying people have access to all these things, right? All, all this food, all these, these food options, are they making the choice to purchase them or find a way to get them, influence parents to purchase them? Are they giving them as gifts to one another? That's what's happening, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So that means that's what you want to do. But also, then you, have a, then you have a socioeconomic factors that come into play too, right? Where the value meals and the, the more unhealthy options are less expensive than perhaps healthier choices. So it's cheaper to buy a soda than it is to buy a bottle of water. It, you can get a, a Cactus Jack meal for $6, but if you buy a salad, it's going to be nine fifty. So sometimes you're trying to make that, that dollar stretch. So I'm going to eat this because it's going to save me money and it might taste a little bit better in my opinion. So you're going you're gonna to spend $6 for this, this meal over here instead of paying $9 for a salad because you're trying to make that dollar stretch a little bit. And at the end of the day, it might taste better to you than what the healthy option might, might taste like. Well, there, there's, there's some truth to what you said, and then there's some, some, un, some untruth to what you said. So Everything I said is the truth. <laughs> you might so, disagree with my truth. There is a time when a soda may be cheaper than a bottle of water. Correct. But how expensive is a gallon of water? Sometimes a gallon of water is cheaper than a 16-ounce bottle of water. You can, go, you can go to the grocery store right now and get a, if you, if you go to the front, the impulse buy, the, whatever that smaller bottle of water is, it'll be anywhere between what, wherever you are in the country, anywhere between maybe 89 cent and $1.29, $1.59, right? You can go to the back of the store, Go find the same brand that sells a gallon and it's going to be right around the same price. And it's the same case for sodas. You, unless you're getting you know, the, the 25 cent can, but we're talking about if you go buy a, a Pepsi or something like that for the, the tw- uh, 12 ounce or 16 ounce, the 16 ounce bottle, and then you go get the two liter, they're probably going to have a sale. Uh, two for $3, right? You've seen that. I haven't drank soda in a while, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> 
in, I've in seen your it. past life. <laughs> yes, sir. I've seen it. Yeah. So maybe you just have to buy a little bit more, which means that you're actually planning ahead and then you're able to make uh, better financial decisions similar to like a, a Sam's Club or a BJ's or a value place. Those places sell in bulk and then you save money. Now, I'm not saying you have to go there. But what I'm saying is to say that a salad is more expensive than a meal from a fast food restaurant. It's not entirely true because if you are looking, whatever you're going to buy in a grocery store, it's going to last you two, three meals. So if you go buy a pack of baby carrots, whatever it costs, it's not for the whole day. So let's say you spend $12 making three salads. That's $4 a meal, right? If you carry the three, <laughs> yes. Yeah. But you go to get your Travis Scott meal three times. Now you've spent $21. It's probably going to be around $7. So again, if you're living day to day, buying, purchasing meal to meal, then it's going to be more. The same way if you do something month to month versus paying for it up front. And I will understand that sometimes you need more money up front for that to happen. So I understand what you're saying in terms of it being a social economic issue. But I was right. No, <laughs> but planning, having a plan and buying real food is not something that is too expensive. I got to go to Whole Foods thing. Nah. And there are some grocery stores that don't have great produce. I get it. But they still have uh, whole grains. They still have complex carbohydrates. You can get a, but how many hamburgers can you get from a pack of, from a pound of ground meat, turkey, beef? At least four, probably six. At least four. And they're going to be bigger than a McDonald's burger. So if you want it to be, and then that has nothing to do with health. That's all financial right there. Or even maybe somebody going off of what they think tastes good. So I guess the question goes back to, if you want it to be healthy, what's stopping you? What's stopping you from being healthy? And let's not go so hard on the lowest earners in America, but let's talk about the medium to where, you know, we can look at all places and just say, why, why do you have this much freedom? You have this much income. Why are you choosing to be unhealthy? And that goes beyond time. nutrition as well. Time is a factor. People have kids, people have families, people have, you know, don't have the extra time that they think they would need to put into health and fitness. Then you have habits. People are entrenched in their habits. People our age, early 30s to mid-30s, are really trying to recapture some things that they may have lost or put on the shelf in regards to health and fitness over the last few years. And so trying to get those things back together. You know, a lot of people, a lot of times people start families, tend to let themselves go a little bit here or there. And so now we're trying to get that back together. And so you kind of have habits that you have, that you're kind of entrenched in, or you, you lack the time to really dedicate to, to the gym or to even preparing healthy meals. A lot of times we go for a lot of times you go for quicker options. So those are some of the things that are really affecting, you know, people who want to be healthy. Just so they want to be having healthy. a hard time. Yeah, they, they, they want to be healthy. They just don't sure have do. enough time. So how did you make time? So for us, it was a combination of things, right? So we made time, but also uh, my in-laws made time, right? 
So we decided we knew what we had to do in order to be healthy. We had to we couldn't add hours to the end of our day. We had to start our day earlier. And with that, that means my son went to daycare, my mother-in-law's. And so with that, it required her getting up early to, you know, watch after our son. So we had to drop him off earlier in the morning, oftentimes before the sun came up so that we could then um, move forward and go do our workouts and things like that. So again, that's a situation where you have to have a support system around you that can kind of pick you up when you need to do those things. So everybody doesn't have that. So, so you need somebody else to, you need other people to get healthy. You need a team. It takes a village to raise a child. What about these grown ass people? No, no. So, because what I'm hearing is uh-huh. these are, I'm not going to call them excuses. These are facts of life. Mm. But you made a decision, you found a way, and you made time. Everybody has a different. What about all these single people that are part of? the obesity epidemic, the people who either live with parents, live by themselves, but they have no other dependents, meaning that they can come and go as they please. And they still, because everybody doesn't have children, everybody, I mean, there's, there's all types of different dynamics when it comes to family. But at the end of the day, you have to yourself make a decision and say, I want to get healthy. How can I make time? So what's the determining factor? I just, I just don't understand what's stopping you in terms of time. Because when you're more organized, you have more time. When I'm the most organized that I am, I find that I have more time. So I'm actually getting more done when I'm getting more done <laughs> because I am organized. And that's not all the time, but, and everybody knows this. When you're, if you take a, a student, think about if you were in high school, college, and you had a structured day, and you had more going on, you got your stuff done when you had to get it done. You said, okay, it's four o'clock. I have blocked off this amount of time for studying for this course. It's five o'clock. I have to go to the gym, and then I'm going to go to my part-time job. After that, I have to go to the, the dining hall before they close, and then I'm going to hit the library, and then maybe I have 30 minutes to talk to my friends in the dorm, or whatever it is. But you see how structured that was? Mm-hmm. But when you have five, six hours of downtime in the evening, I'll get to it later. I'll do it later. So I'm just saying that if you make time, the time's going to be there. So time, time is a thing. There, there's, there's people who have busy lives. They work two jobs. They have all these other things. But what's going to change, I guess, is the question. Do you feel like, so let me ask you this, do you feel like there's some people who've thrown the towel in because they feel as though there's absolutely nothing they can do. So they're not doing anything. Absolutely. Absolutely. If there's people like that out there. So do they want to be healthy? Well, if they've thrown the towel in, I think they've said. So that would be a no. Yeah. So no. But going back to to the original uh, statement about single people. So you knew me as a single man, right? And as a single man, I wasn't the healthiest person. And I think I... As a single man, I think I lived for myself and I lived for in the moment in a lot of situations where it came to, you know, making healthy choices or not making healthy choices. It wasn't a, the necessity for living healthier wasn't really there. Right. And so I got married at 27. Get it right. 
I was 26 turning 27 and got married. And so from that point on, you know, it was a steady decline in health because, you know, at that point, you know, I lived my life this way, found me a woman, you know, we got married. I'm good. She loves me. I love her. We're just going to live this life together. And if we get big together, we're going to get big together and we would love you other regardless right that was the internal mechanisms working in there right all the while you know you look and you see yourself and you know you have to make these changes or or you you desire to make these changes did so maybe you? i think yes i did but i didn't know how to go about it and as you know when we first had our conversation i thought i had i needed to find time to exercise you know i thought i needed to find time to exercise but you know, ultimately it was you need to find time to eat healthy. <laughs> and so. But it was um, still time. It was still time, but it was, there's always time because we cook, but there's a better way to cook. So it's, it wasn't, I wouldn't have to make time for that portion of it, right? It was just buying the right things and then cooking those things that you buy. Because yeah. I was still, I was always cooking, was always going to the grocery store. It was just about changing how I shopped and changing how I cooked. So in turn, I would change how I ate. Right. The making time part was the actual this is a new thing, the uh, exercising portion. And so now I had to find out how to fit that into my schedule. And so that was uh, the more challenging part. But again, what I'm hearing is you changed your priorities. What you said was when you were single, your priorities were not health and fitness. Mm -hmm. You got married. Your priorities Mm -hmm. were not health and fitness. And then you changed your priorities. Mm hmm. So wouldn't priorities and what you want to do be pretty similar? So yes, what you your priorities and what you want to do should align. That is correct. But I will say sometimes it takes a push or it takes a a life circumstance, good or bad, that makes you make the changes, the necessary Why? changes that you want to make that because again, we get I think especially when you're as old as we are. I think we can get set in our ways. We're not old. Right? But we're old enough to have... No better. <laughs> made, we're old enough... You're stupid. We're old enough to have made decisions along the way in our life and have directed our life on our own to a certain extent to a point where we are comfortable. And when you are comfortable, even though you want to make changes, they can be harder to make because you always get pulled back to that baseline. We often talk about the baseline of, you know, of how we used to eat, right? So that baseline is where it's comfortable, right? And so we always get pulled back to that comfort zone of what we're doing. So we go out and we do, uh, you know, 50 push-ups, 100 jumping jacks, some mountain climbers, you sweat and you're like, whoo, next thing you know, you got those doms in the morning. And then next thing you know, you're sitting on the couch because that's comfortable. I don't want to be uncomfortable, Right. And so we go back to that baseline. We go back to that comfort zone and we don't ever push through that wall. And so I think that I think that happened to me a few times. Like we've worked out before, you know, when we were younger, you know, you've always been that fit guy. And so I always leaned on you for a lot of exercise. And when we would play sports, play basketball together and or just do go to the gym and lift weights or whatever. So there were times where, you know, I would do those things, but I was never really consistent with them because I didn't see the. I was young because you're young, you feel invincible to some degree. And so I didn't really feel, I didn't see the benefit in it back then. Wish I had, but I didn't. And so I feel like a lot of people might be, might be in that same situation. So 
what something that stood out to me was you said that people need a eye opening or uh, I guess I don't want to say life changing, but uh, circumstance changing cir- circumstance changing event mm-hmm. to occur. And I don't think that's true. Mm. I think more and more people actually do need that. Hence why we're talking about this. But I don't think that should be true. So what I'm saying is, yeah, we have more and more people that need to have this massive eye-opening event for them to actually change. And I would say that's playing with fire. And that taps into what you said, saying that, you know, maybe at a certain age, people feel invincible. But on average, these are the same people, no matter what age, 40, 50, the same person that they were 20. So what I'm saying is you have the ability to prevent things. You have the ability to learn from others' mistakes. You have the ability to read about other people, to watch videos about other people, to learn from other resources rather than just experience, meaning that you don't have to touch the stove and burn your hand. You should just watch somebody else burn their hand. And then you go, oh, that's hot. So why do we have to find out that the stove is hot just to do what you're telling me people want to do? Because I'll tell you what people want to do, everything they're doing, (laughs) unless they are in some type of that they're being restricted, they're being, you know, they will be harmed if they don't act naturally. They're going to do what they want to do. If you want to go to fast food every day, you're going to go. If you want to watch TV all day, if you want to watch TV all day, if you want to play eight hours of video games per week, per day, that's what you want to do. If you want to sit online and scroll through people's Instagrams and Pinterest, and that's what you want to do. If you want to garden, that's what you want to do. So you have your interests. And what happens is people aren't focusing on, they're not putting health as a priority, unfortunately. And they're finding out after they find out that the stove is hot. And not everybody gets that, sh- that second chance. Mm. You can look at what's going on in the world today. There's a lot of people who in 2019 probably said, I'm good. It's not that bad. I'll get to it. I got time, like you were alluding to earlier. Mm -hmm. And some of them are actually not here because nobody could have predicted this. So we actually had that conversation. And I said, man, imagine if you had waited. (laughs) Do you wear a mask when you go in the grocery store? I do. Yes, sir. And you wear a mask probably for two reasons. The first reason is it's required. So if you don't do it, something bad will happen to you or you won't get what you want. So there is something stopping you from doing that. Then the second reason is you want to, because you don't want to catch something from somebody else. And, you know, for whatever reason you may have it, you don't want to spread it to somebody else without until you know. So you want to wear the mask and you are wearing it. So there's nothing, you know, so that you can get what you want to get, whatever's in that store. Mm-hmm. We've seen videos and people, maybe you've seen them in person that aren't wearing masks. They don't want to wear the mask. Is their choice. And everybody in America, or excuse me, everybody in the world, everybody on the planet is telling them, wear the mask, right? Mm-hmm. And they go, I don't want to wear a mask. That sounds like a choice to me. It's like people have choices. We have choices. And you, if you don't wear it, and then something might happen to you, you got to live with your choice. So it, I'm just looking at it to where I see people who make a base level income, they have access to grocery stores, they have the internet in their pocket, whether it be a smartphone, iPad, not everybody even uses a desktop anymore. 
They have the internet in their pocket. They can Google anything. Social, your social media is what you make it. Your social media doesn't have to be just your friends. Your social media doesn't just have to be your celebrities of your choice because my Instagram looks completely different than somebody else's Instagram. Mm-hmm. And really what it is, is I can scroll down mine and see chiropractor, PT, to where that's uh, physical therapy. I can see <laughs> self-motivation, podcasts, authors, people who are personal trainers, people who are doctors, runners, athletes, and I get fed all that information. And, I'm, and I can use social media to see those things. Ask yourself, what are you using your social media to do? If I wanted to learn about another industry to where it is, you know, starting a podcast, we wanted to start a podcast, right? Yeah, we did. This is our 15th episode. Exactly. Yeah, Am I still talking about starting a podcast? No, sir. <laughs> Am I still talking about starting a podcast? No, the podcast has been started and nobody came down and, and handed me a book that said that I didn't get a, a random knock on my door <laughs> and said, Hey, Wayne, this is how you start a podcast. (laughs) I used the information given and I applied myself because I have the internet just like everybody else. You can go to YouTube, whatever it is. So I guess what I'm, I guess the question is, if you are doing other stuff, that means you want to do that. So how can you truly say you want to be healthy? And we can look at the numbers and look at the obesity statistics, look at the health statistics, look at the healthcare and we're talking about how much money we spend on things uh, in terms of trying to get people to be healthy, which are a lot of things that they can actually prevent through healthy choices. Look how much we spend. And then we got to say, okay, if people wanted to be healthy, what's stopping them? So you've told me time. Mm-hmm. You've said access, social economic issues. What else? What else is stopping us? We are. The person. So you touched on habits. Mm-hmm. Habits, yep. You touched on habits, and I'll give you that. So I, this, is, this is where I will maybe give a little wiggle room. A person who wants to do something but lacks the, not the education, but their environment can be, I guess, so anti-health that it does make it that much harder for them. But I still won't say that that's an excuse. I would just say that it's, it makes it that much harder for you to where if you are in a, in a family, or an environment to where people are almost preaching the opposite or kind of almost, you know, brainwashing you to tell you that your weight does not affect your health, that certain preventable diseases are just happenstance. If they're preaching that to you and you're actually kind of, you know, (laughs) no pun intended, drinking the Kool-Aid, then that's going to be a problem because it's going to be harder for you to actually get to where you want to get to because what I've seen as a trainer is one thing that I can do, or not one thing, one thing that kind of gives me a heads up on if somebody will be successful or not is when they tell me more about their ecosystem, their home life, who's around them, and they're, they're kind of their friends and family, their circle. If all those people are kind of in the healthy mindset and they're doing active things, they eat a certain way, there's no additional pressures, then it's going to be that much easier for them to apply themselves because there's less distractions. There's less people kind of pulling them back down. Right. Kind of like, you know, like this is, I mean, all the cliches, misery loves company, crabs in a bucket, crabs in a bucket. So you're trying to get up. Crabs are in a barrel, sir. I've heard it both ways, but 
I'll go with it. Crabs in a barrel, says Ernest. <laughs> did Crabs I just crab barrel? Did I just crab and barrel you just by correcting? I apologize, sir. <laughs> but <laughs> those it's hard to get out. Right. Because that crab does want to get out that bucket or barrel. <laughs> but they get pulled back in. So I, I can understand that. But when you don't have that and it's just a bucket or a barrel, it's just your own journey and you're going to be able to get out. You can you can get out. It'll take you some time, but you'll get out. So I, I get that. But at some point you have to say, I'm X amount of years old. I, I'm, I'm 21. I'm an adult. You can drive a car. You can, you can buy alcohol. You can go fight for our country. You can actually go apply yourself to understand proper health and fitness nutrition. And anybody who has a gym membership, when you join that gym, they offered you a free session with a trainer. They did. And I've worked in a big box gym. People avoid it. They don't want to do it. Now, the reason why is because it's almost like a timeshare thing. I'm bringing you here for free so that I can sell you something. So yes, they are looking to sell you personal training through the free session. But that doesn't mean that you have to buy it if you can't afford it or whatever. But why don't you go see what it's about? And then you can look at the rates. And there's nothing wrong with saying no. Nobody's going to hate you. Nobody's going to feel like you wasted their time. That's their job. And you should say, hey, I'm not here to be physically destroyed and put through a fitness test. I'm here to learn. What can you tell me about getting to where I want to get to? These are my goals, and this is where I want to get to. So during this session, can you kind of give me some information on that? And if this trainer is is a a person who's worth anything, they're going to help you. They're going to give you information, and you're going to learn something new. So if you're going to a gym and you've never even used the free session, because you're nervous about saying no about personal training, or you're nervous that this person is going to train you harder than you may want to be trained, you have a choice. You can say, hey, buddy, I'm not doing 100 burpees. <laughs> I'm here to learn from you. I'm here to learn from you. And that's their job. So a right. little tidbit there. If you are still going to a gym or you've had a membership, or if you're waiting for things to come back around, or if you're listening to this in 2023, <laughs> get back out there and Take advantage of that free session so that you can learn. But that would, you could only do that if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. What about the people who do work out, but they're working out wrong? That's not going to be a, uh, that's not going to stop somebody from being healthy. I've seen a million healthy people in gyms do some of the dumbest stuff you've ever seen. But I've seen a guy do the shuttle run <laughs> in the middle of some treadmills. I'm telling you, man, I've seen people do some crazy stuff on the free motion cables. And you just, you just wonder, you go, are they making this up? Did they get this from somewhere? Mm-hmm. And depending on the argument, come over and say, hey, well, you know, I can show you how to do this the right way. Or, you know, do you have any questions and apply like that? You know, I'm not there to make fun of anybody. But sometimes you just see crazy stuff in a big box gym. But that's not going to stop them from being healthy. We're talking about being in a, in a healthy BMI, a healthy body fat percentage. That's going to be through nutrition. I mean, really, the, the, the real conversation here is nutrition. So if we talk about exercise a little bit, you make time, whatever you want to walk, you want to do those things. But there's people well over the ages of 60 who have ate real food their whole lives. They stayed active. They, you know, they don't sit in front of TV all day and they have healthy body weights and they mm-hmm. can still move and they're not lifting weights and they're not doing CrossFit. They're not doing these group exercise classes and boutique fitness. They're just not. 
They're not doing boot camps. How did they do it? Healthy habits. Healthy habits. So when somebody says, when you go to the doctor, if you're going to the doctor at least once a year, who knows? Somebody might go skip a year or something, unfortunately. Don't they tell you there? Yeah. Your doctor tells you right there, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, these are, these are your numbers. We, we took blood. We took your blood pressure. This is your weight. And this is compared to the last time you were here. What stop? If, if, you, if you have somebody who has put this much into their education and is a person's opinion who you should think is valid, why are you not listening to them? You, I mean, I mean, honestly, so for me, for the years when I wasn't listening, because there were years with an S, the desire wasn't there at that time. The overwhelming desire. There wasn't you know enough. What, do you know what's desire. a synonym for desire? I know you're going to tell me. It's four letters. It starts with W. Want. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> want. The want wasn't there. <laughs> That's the title of the King Tignetta <laughs> podcast. I didn't want it <laughs> at the time. At the time. I, I, I didn't want it enough. And so maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's not that they don't want it, but they don't want it enough to go get it. Yeah. So at the, t- at the time, I didn't want it enough to go get it. I wanted it, but I didn't want to put the work in. So the scary part is we're getting more and more people who are getting to that point earlier in life to the point where they, they're almost not even having a chance. Meaning you have somebody who enters school we're talking kindergarten, already being obese, overweight, and then it being continuous, going to fifth grade, middle school, high school. So this person, and that's not on them as a child, that's part of the cycle and the parents, but this is a person who's never known a healthy body weight. And, I, and, I, and those are the people that I do feel for them because they have been kind of, they've been led the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. And as a child, you are vulnerable and you should be nurtured and taken care of and not to knock any parents. I know if you're trying your best, but you really got to do take a look and say, what am I doing to myself? What am I doing to my child? And that's where that want has to take place. Right. Can't talk about time. You can't because you're, <laughs> you're just going to have shorter time on this planet. <laughs> you want to talk about time. So that's honestly one of the reasons the switch was. Like when we had our conversation, it was easier for me to dive in and really go hard at it because, you know, I had a son. Yeah. And I, I didn't want him to be subject to the same situation and circumstances that I was in. And I looked at myself, I looked at my wife, and I looked at our son, and I was like, we, we have, you know, this is a perfect opportunity for us to make a change. Yeah. You didn't leave it into somebody else's hands. Or you didn't pretend as though your lifestyle would not directly affect his because it does. Yeah. So, but this this is the interesting part. You're you're saying that's what got you going. Single people have the most time. (laughs) There should be no single person who is coming up with, I won't say excuses. I'll say uh, false barriers. (laughs) False barriers. Not not, not reasons. Not reasons. (laughs) Not reasons. False barriers. False barriers. These, these things that are actually stopping them, that they think stopping them. You're a single person, especially a young person. Let's say you do come from a family that's kind of led you astray and you have to, you know, do some unlearning and do some playing catch up when it comes to your health. You should be going hard. 
because you have the time. That's, and, that, and that applies to anything. That can be education. That can be uh, being an entrepreneur. That can be just learning, adding skills, adding skills, skills that you need to learn maybe to be more healthy, uh, cooking, meal prepping, learning exercise, investing in yourself. You can do one session with a trainer or do <laughs> buy four sessions and spread them out. Say, can I do one session every two weeks with you? Because I can afford that. Mm-hmm. And then as you learn, you go to them with new questions each time. Instead of saying, well, I can only afford four and I'm going to do four in one week and be done. But if you really wanted it, you would, you would figure that out. So what I'm saying is just understanding that if you want something, it's going to happen. And we have a lot of people who aren't doing it. And this is something that I see. People want the attention or even just uh, something we discussed a couple episodes ago. They just want the blend in effect mm-hmm. or the attention of being healthy that comes with that. You see it on Instagram every day. Somebody said, I want that. Because a lot of people get into working out for the wrong reasons, the superficial reasons, aesthetic reasons that they, that it has nothing to do with health. It can be, it can be a little bit of a blend in, but not necessarily. There's a lot of unhealthy habits that can go into doing things the wrong way. People want the respect of people assuming that they do things that are hard, like running long distances and doing maybe having a perceived consistency to where they can applaud them for that. They want that. They want the things that come with that. They want the look that comes with it, whether it be being able to wear different clothes, uh, being able to be more stylish, whatever it is, right? They want these things. They want those things, but do they want to be healthy? So what you see is a lot of people who need to worry about their blood pressure. (laughs) They need to worry about, you know, they might be pre-diabetic. They need to worry about the joint pains that they're having because of, not that they're old, their their frame, their body, it can no longer handle that load daily. They need to worry about that stuff. But you know what they start worrying about? I want to take legging pictures <laughs> on Instagram. I want to, all those other things I just named, they kind of want those. And so putting- do, you think, do you think that someone who was, you know, above 300 pounds, if there was a pill that they could take to be at a healthy weight, but still have, it would not change their health problems or health conditions. They would just be smaller physically. You think they would take that pill in order to just be smaller and still potentially have the same health problems they have now? I do. And we see it all the time. We see people who are, are taking non, uh, what's the word? They're, it's not necessary. They're taking elective surgeries to where it is something that they are, they're just not, a lot of, a lot of people just are not concerned with the feel good that we talk about. Mm. the feel good. Because what you'll see is there's people who, let's talk about uh, maybe one of these um, bariatric surgeries or, you know, where they're, they're cutting the stomach and, or, you know, what is it, the lap band, these different things mm-hmm. to where you, where you have to eat a lot less, right? Right. There's numerous, numerous cases of people who aren't changing their diet. They just eat less of the same trash. Right. So they're happy that they kind of blend in more. They can wear their smaller clothes. There are some other effects that go with being smaller. I get it. But they're not saying, how can I get 
more nutrients in my body? How can I really focus on eating the right way? How can I, these are some people who they get the surgery and they still feed their kids fish sticks and tater tots. Right. See what I mean? It's an outside thing. It's like, so what you just said, it would be like, all right, yeah, let me get the Ferrari, but it has a, <laughs> it has a 2004 Cam- a 2004 Camry used engine. It's like, I'll drive around that Ferrari though and nobody will know, or I, I ain't going to race nobody though. I'm not going to race nobody, but I'm going to cruise real slow in that Ferrari. Right. And that's what you see. You'll see people that get these surgeries or even people who have not done that yet. And they're using these uh, body enhancer shaper things to make, the, make them look a certain way in pictures. What and type of body enhancer it. shaper things? Can you be more specific? Uh, corsets and these different waist things, waist trainers and things mm-hmm. to where they're, where they're trying to... Can you train your waist to stay there? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it works that way. Uh, okay. uh, once, the, once the trainer comes off, the waist is... yeah. Out of control. And, and we're not even talk, going to talk about the apps where you can Photoshop yourself or, you know, alter your appearance digitally. But we're just going to talk about just the actual physical part of using these, these apparatuses <laughs> to, to make yourself look different because you want to look a certain way, but you don't want to put the work in because you really don't care about those health metrics that we talked about. Mm-hmm. Because if that pill did exist, people would take it and they would still probably have the, they would still have that low level life expectancy, but they would say, Hey, I lived a better life than I did before. And you see it, you see it. And I believe that, yeah, if that's, if that was something that really did exist, then it would. And I think maybe the closest thing to that would be there are people who need these surgeries. I understand that completely, but then there are some people who don't and they don't want to do the work or they feel like they've gone so far that they can't bring themselves back without help and i get it but you it's all about want and you're you're saying that you're saying that the average person does want to be healthy but the statistics say that they don't in the freest place on on the on the planet <laughs> it's like you can do whatever you want right you can you walk around with a blue mohawk you can marry who you want you can go you can call yourself whatever you want you can call yourself whatever gender you want you can do pretty much anything you want in this country so it's hard for me to believe that for somebody who wants to lose 20 pounds, 30 pounds, 50 pounds, it's hard for me to believe that if you wanted to do it, you can't do it. Like there's something stopping you. And I mean, are there any, are there any circumstances that you can come up with? I mean, I know you've given some examples in terms of uh, barriers like time and things like that, but I mean, what, what is a real example of something to where somebody just who wants, somebody really wants, they're going to give 100% effort to get healthier, but they just can't. I mean, there's people in jail that can, and they don't have the same rights as <laughs> free people on the outside. They, they got a lot of freedom. I mean, freedom. They have a lot of free time. You can have free time in jail? Yeah, you see. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's a lot of sick- You see what I did. Ah, that's what you <laughs> yeah, but they have a lot of free time while they are incarcerated. So there's a lot of time. I'm sure there's a lot of time just sitting around where you can, you know, nothing else to do. But again, that, that then that goes back to that single, that single person who has a lot of time. Then they're just sitting around doing nothing when they could be doing, you know, uh, a multitude of things with their free time, right? Exercising, eating right, doing the right yeah. thing. So, so again, 
I mean, who, I think I, who, who wants to, but can't, can you, I mean, I wish this was a call-in show or something. I'm <laughs> trying to figure out who wants to get healthy, but they one eight seven seven six four six inside call into right now. Get your question <laughs> answered. One eight seven seven six 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 four five inside. Oh man. I mean, can, can you, can you, you, you said that there's people who want this, but they just can't. Who are they? Are, are they, I mean, who are they? Maybe they, they are the misinformed. Right. So, so we have the, I would say, at least for me, it never worked. Right. And so for well, a lot of works. people, this never works. The marketed weight loss things, what, what, what do you call them? The, uh, like the, the weight watchers. Just the weight loss things. companies. The weight loss companies. Right. So the weight loss companies, some maybe people trapped in that cycle are having, but like they want to, but they're going about it the wrong way. So there's a desire, but maybe that that model doesn't work for them, but maybe it worked for somebody. So they're just kind of chasing their tail, trying to figure out why that's not working or why. So why? I'm saying why a lot. <laughs> so why are the other people in those programs having success and not them? Because we did a whole show on those. We did a whole show on those companies, and guess what? For some people, there is, I mean, there is perceived success, whether it be short term or long term, but there's a distinct difference between those that are successful, even in those programs, and the ones who are not. If they give you a calorie goal and they say, eat our terrible tasted frozen foods, and you choose to do it, you're going to lose the weight. You might not have learned the right habits. You might not have learned the right things, but yeah, it's not the best for you. And then you can say, hey, this, this doesn't work long term. I need to go do something else. Okay, think about this. How many people have we told about this podcast? It's okay. We can talk about them because they won't hear it. <laughs> <laughs> we've told at a minimum 500 people. We've told, we've told lots of people. And these are people who you may have heard them say, or maybe they have considered, mm-hmm. they said they want to get healthier. They want to lose weight. They want to get more right. fit. And here is a free program that is on the internet that they have access to, that they are choosing not to listen to. Is this the best source? That's debatable. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> but are they listening to other sources? Maybe, maybe not. But here is a, a source that's telling you, if you listen to this, this is going to allow you to be in the right space mentally, emotionally. And you can really learn from a person who does this for a living, who has helped many, many, many people. There's proof. <laughs> you can go to my website. You can go to Yelp. You can go to my social media. And then Ernest, you're living it. You're living proof. Mm-hmm. So if you're struggling with these things and you're choosing not to listen to the things that me or you have to offer, I mean, I have people to where I say, hey, here's a list of things that you can choose from to build your meals and eat healthy. And then I've had people say, well, I don't know what to eat. It's because you don't want to eat the stuff on the list Mm. or you don't want to put the effort into making your own combinations, which shouldn't be hard because that's all preference. Really shouldn't be hard to figure out what you like to eat. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's not a hard task, is it? What do you like to eat? I think the problem is you don't want to eat the stuff that is given. And it's a pretty extensive list. And I've talked about this on the show before. Me? No, I'm saying you've done the nutrition quiz. Oh, okay. And then I say, I say, what are your five favorite vegetables? Oh. If you can't name five, mm-hmm. do you want to eat vegetables? Yes, but I only want to eat the ones I like, which, which is corn two. and peas. <laughs> so just peas. 
<laughs> because uh, corn's not a vegetable, guys. <laughs> You've heard that before. <laughs> I've heard that once or ten times. Yeah. But when you really think about it, you're an adult. You have access mm-hmm. to a grocery store. You have access to the internet. You can find out any vegetable A to Z. And you say, I only eat two vegetables. Or these are my only two favorites. Have you tried every vegetable? No. So you're not willing to expand what you eat and try new things to get healthier by deductive reasoning that tells me you don't want to be healthy. (laughs) It sounds harsh. It sounds harsh, but it's a want because I'll I'll use this example. There was a younger trainer and I was giving him some advice and he said he wants to get more clients. He wanted to get his clientele up. And what he was doing was kind of a you're not really cold calling, but like more like approaching people and like trying to hand out his card to people. We're just we're talking about strangers, right? Yeah. And and he he thought it was a good effort, which he he's doing something, but I told him it's kind of I don't say pointless, but it's like fake it's fake effort because it's not that's not an efficient way to do things. You need to have a lead base that actually wants your service. Mm-hmm. So because personal training you have to want it. And then you come seek it. (laughs) You seek it. And then you choose what type of trainer you want or program you want. But you can't, you're not going to want to talk about it unless you're ready to do it. Mm. So he's he's approaching people that don't have, they have no desire for personal training. They have no desire for health. They have no desire for fitness. They're like, I just came from Burger King, dude. Why are you talking to me about personal training? Right. Two whoppers, five dollars. <laughs> so it's like you can't do that. And that's kind of what happens with people to where they have to want it. And then something clicks and then they can start the second, you know, different phase in their life. And I told him that's similar to like it's like selling cars. Do you get a lot of aggressive car ads? Do you get a lot of aggressive marketing like for people to like pushing cars on you? Have you ever heard of a door to door salesman for cars? Mm, no. Because you have to be in the market for a car. Right. So we're going to sit here and wait for you to come to us because it doesn't make sense for me to approach people in the street and say, hey, do you want to spend $20,000? Hey, you want to spend $15,000? Hey, you want to spend $40,000? The, the odds are no. Right. <laughs> and right. when I'm ready to, I'll holler at you. Right. Go back to your lot. <laughs> and that's kind of what personal training is. Like it, it you have to be, the, the people have to come to you almost. Uh, Mm And now your job is to be noticeable and to, you know, have something to show people what you can do. But that kind of proves it right there. It's like you have to want it. And the want is something that ties into accountability and a lot of other things I've talked about on this show. It just kind of breaks my heart a lot of times to see these numbers and these statistics and see the things that people say they want to do. So majority of people know what I do, right? So friends, family. Countrymen, them in your ear. <laughs> but just, but just, just, just strangers, people. And there's a grocery store near my gym, and I, and I go in there time to time, and people are like, oh, do you work at that gym over there? All these things, right? How many times do you think people have almost had these mini consultation conversations with me, telling me what they want to do? Several times, I'm sure. Yeah, and these, these people are not serious hmm. because somebody will say, oh, do you, do you have a card or do you have this? or I say, here's my website. It's very easy. Work out with Wayne. You can even bookmark it in your phone right now. Workout with Wayne is my social media. You can Google it. 
It's just three words. Nice to meet you. You just met me, right? My name's Wayne. You want to work out with me, don't you? You probably won't forget it. It's work out with Wayne. So if you even thought about it later in the day, you would be able to find me if you wanted to, right? Mm -hmm. So that's why I don't need a, a waste of paper for you to put in your wallet and lose. So basically, work out with Wayne. You want to work out? Find me because that I'm, I'm there. I'm there. Mm -hmm. What percentage of these conversations do you think have manifest <laughs> and, and turned into a, uh, a actual, not even a paying client, a consultation to where they've actually just come to see my program and the gym? Less than 5%. Probably. Exactly. Because the people I train were already ready to train and they came to see me. So you have to want it. So a lot of, there's a lot of fake want. You said something earlier. You said you have to want it enough. And I think that's kind of playing the middle and not really you know, taking a stance. Because if you want something enough, that means you want it. And if you're not doing it, you just don't really want it. Mm. Um, but they're, they're having this conversation and they don't really want it, which is fine. But you know what else they do want when they're having this conversation with me? What I'm hearing is I want my clothes to fit better. I want maybe to be more attractive. Maybe I want to, what else comes with it? I mean, I'm just seeing, but these, these people are not saying. Just want to so, feel better. So I, mm, no, when somebody wants to feel better, let's take a person who goes to like physical therapy, for example, anybody who's ever been to physical therapy or anybody who's a physical therapist or in that world, when the person wants to feel better or even a doctor and they're, and they're in immediate pain, they're going to do whatever the hell you tell them to do, right? And guess what? Guess when they're going to stop doing it? When they start feeling good. When they feel better again. And you're going to say, hey, I need you to do this for four weeks. Here's, here's uh, some corrective exercises or some things to make sure that this never happens again. So when you start feeling better, keep doing it. And then you'll never, ever have to come here and see me again. Do you know when they stop doing it? As soon as they feel good, they're like, I'm good. Yeah. And then guess what? They're right back in the office two months later, two years later two weeks later, because they didn't keep doing it because they didn't really want to feel good long-term. It's just get me out of this immediate bind. Get me out this bind. Mm -hmm. And that's what people do with fad diets. That's what people do with all these other things to where it is, I'm in a bind and I want to get out now. So I don't really think it's even about feel good when they're having those conversations about, you know, these mini consultations. And I, I kind of change the subject and brush them off now. Cause it's just like, there's no point in me talking to you. If you mm. really, if you really wanted to, you, you would, you would come find me. So when, when you, when you're ready, let's talk about that. Other than that, you know, let's talk about the weather, traffic, you know, <laughs> the, the sports, whatever it is. Cause you're, you're wasting the time. Yeah. I think you made some valid points. I understand coming from a personal trainer, how you could feel the way you feel. I also can understand it from a perspective of a person who's pushing 400 pounds uh, with a uh, body fat percentage in the mid to high 30s. And you just see the daunting task that it is to improve your health. And so when you're standing in front of so many hurdles, standing in front of a road that you feel like is so long, the desire to take that first step, the want to, to take that first step might be there, but just understanding that the journey is going to be so long and not even, and no, and not knowing if you're going to be able to complete that successfully, I think is a challenge in, in and of itself just to get started. But, I, agree. I agree. But 
if you're listening to this and you might find yourself and you find yourself in that type of position or situation, understand that I was there too. I had those same reservations about even just getting started. But if you bet on yourself, understand the reason why you want to do the things that you're that you're trying to do. Understand why you want to make these changes. Have a, a mantra, a motto, a why, and push forward every day to be happier, be healthier, be successful in what you're trying to do. Improve yourself every day. Again, every success isn't necessarily a, a scale success. So find successes along the way that's going to motivate you to continue and to continue to press on. Because if you want to, you have to. Yeah. Let me ask you this. What would you say to a 21-year-old, a 15-year-old, a person who maybe a be in the process of having a child themselves, what would you tell them about wanting to be healthy and maybe kind of what they can learn from you so that they aren't necessarily going to touch the stove? Make it a part of your lifestyle as soon as possible. If there's a need for a change to happen, the sooner you recognize it and the sooner you take action on it, the easier it's going to be as you get older, right? The older you are, the harder it is to start something. Because again, you get set in your ways, you have other responsibilities and things of that nature. And especially when it comes to children and and child rearing, I see it in my son now. He follows what we are doing to the extent where when we're working out, I want to go play exercise. And so he'll come downstairs and he'll do his push-ups or do his jumping jacks and do those types of things right along with us. And so it's it's good to see. Or when we're eating dinner, he'll eat his, I want chicken and broccoli, or I want, I'll eat my vegetables and things like that. And because that's what we're doing, right? It's not, we're eating pizza and we're making him eat, you know, peas. You know, we're all eating, we're all going to eat the same thing um, to, a, to a certain extent, right? And so I want to show him how to be, right? I think there was times in my life where, because my, my, my father was in the military, and so there was times in my life where, you know, he would show how to do certain things and I would follow those things. But then there was a, a when my parents got divorced, I really didn't have that a man to look up to, to kind of see and be guided on a day to day basis. And so I, I kind of take pride in, in being here for my son to show him, you know, what he needs to do, especially when it comes to, you know, making healthy choices when it comes to food and, and, and being active and letting them know, hey, daddy's going for a run, daddy's working out, you know, or let's go, let's go play, let's go run around, let's go do X, Y, and Z, you know, so he's, you know, active and understands it and likes it and also make sure he's eating, eating right. He's still a kid. And so, you know, kids are going to be kids. And so there's, there's things that, you know, we, we allow for him to do yeah. in that realm that, you know, we don't, that we don't do, but we, we also, explain to him that you have to check these other boxes off before you can do these things. Right. So we're not just going to have the cookies without eating, you know, make sure we eat our vegetables and eat our, you know, eat our meal or whatever like that. Right. So we're not just going to have cookies all day long. We're going to eat real food. (laughs) And if you eat your real food, then you can have a treat, things like that. So, and that's all that's, and I think that's important to, to show them because again, we're, we're not sitting around eating those things, and then telling him, no, don't eat those things. Like, we're not eating those at all. So he that's even more reason why it's like, daddy, can I please have, may I have, you know, yeah, this yeah. thing. Right? 
And so it's not like, oh, let me get, let me just grab something off your napkin, daddy, because you're eating it. No, you don't see me eating this. So, you know, if you want it, you're going to have to ask for it. And then I'm going to check and see if you did everything you needed to do before we do it. <laughs> right. So. Okay. Okay. So just, just making sure that his relationship with food and exercise is a healthy one at a, exactly. at a young age. And exactly. then you don't have to try to reverse the damage, I guess. And that's really what you want to look at. So that, mm-hmm. that's good advice to anybody who's younger than us to where somebody may be on the fence and be that person who they know they've thought about fitness or they've, they've talked about it and they still haven't put those, those steps in motion. I'm going to say, hey, you better be about it. <laughs> You're going to talk about it, be about it, because mm-hmm. that's, that's what you want to do. If, the, if you want... If you want to see a movie, you're going to go away. You're going to find a way to watch it. You're going to go to the theater. You're going to find it, stream it, do your own demand. You're just going to find. Like, let's think about all the stuff that you want to do. You do that stuff. So you live in what can be debated as the, the freest place in the world. Uh, you Even our poverty here is not poverty in other countries. And you have access to the Internet. It's the middle of a pandemic. We wanted to go see a movie. We drove an hour and 15 minutes to go to a drive-in to watch a movie in our car. To, just to watch a movie for two hours and then drive another hour and 15 minutes back to our house. Because we wanted to see a movie. You didn't have time to not do it? Like, you, you weren't too busy? <laughs> no, we made time. We made, found you a babysitter. Made, you made time. What? Found a babysitter. It was a whole day oh, wow. night in the backseat of the car. <laughs> yeah. You made time. And, and, that, and that's, that's what it's really about. It's about making time. It's about applying yourself to uh, really get the right information and, and, and really wanting it. Because the unfortunate part about the obesity statistics, the health statistics, the health statistics that are uh, really plaguing our country are if, you are, if you are doing the healthy things, you're in the minority. You're really in the minority. You're in a almost in a, a special elite club, <laughs> which which is scary and and little little disheartening if you ask me. So really, let's let's all all do our part to make the change in ourselves. If you say you want to do it, do it. The opportunity's there. Wayne does not believe you. <laughs> if you if <laughs> Wayne doesn't believe you, I'm speaking in third person. If you want to do something. Do it. If you're if you're listening to this right now and say, I want to be healthy, I just don't know how. Send me a send me a message. Send me, I would like to know these circumstances. And maybe I'll find a way to help you. Direct message me, send me an email, do the contact form on my website. If you have so many circumstances that you cannot get healthy, because believe it or not, there's stuff that maybe you haven't thought of yet that is available for you to start making strides in the right direction. So uh, even even the old woman that lived in the shoe, was she, how, many, how many kids she had? Too many. She could have found a way. <laughs> mm. Ultimately, at the end of this conversation, I think we would both agree that if you want to be healthy, you would do it. And if you're not doing it, then the desire to be healthy really isn't there. So that means they don't want to be healthy. <laughs> they don't want to be healthy. And mm. prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. Because there's a lot of people who do, and they're putting in the effort. But there's a lot of folks who just don't. And they, they, want, the, they want the outer shell, the healthy mm. outer shell. They want the things that come with it. You know, they, they want that. But the actual, as you talked about, the feel good, the sense of achievement, 
Mm. The skill set building, the ability to pass the information down from you to a child or to a family member, to a loved one, to a coworker, whatever, and to actually have this knowledge of health and fitness to spread. They don't want that. If you really wanted those things, you do it. And the people that I see that are being successful, they want those things first. And then everything else falls in line. The six pack falls in line. The the clothes fitting falls in line. The uh, the, the, the more likes on your social media pages and the compliments, those all fall in line when you want the other stuff. So you want to be healthy, focus on that other stuff and really want to do it. And then everything will fall in line for you. So that was episode 15. Until next time. We out. Oh, man. Thank you for listening to the Stronger Inside Podcast. If you're listening on Spotify, follow us. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, then subscribe. Make sure you stay connected with us via social media on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Stronger Inside Podcast. Remember, every like, comment, and share spreads the message of health, fitness, and wellness. 